Get to know your spirit guides at Marie's March 26th Saturday Workshop. Marie, along with her guides and yours, will help you to feel more confident in your connection. Your guides are with you at all times and are ready to steer you in the right direction. This interactive day-long workshop will help you unravel the mystery of your guides. You'll learn techniques to better understand their existence in your life and to communicate with them. Come join Marie at the Redmond Town Center Marriott on Saturday, March 26th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call 425-825-5671 to register. That's 425-825-5671. Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Welcome to the Marine Menu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle. Had a nice little run here to the studio, leaving the office, and then coming into the studio where I get to talk to everyone on the air about energy medicine and the Marie Challenge number six. Okay, so that challenge, and we talked about it last week actually, it's stop thinking. And I always want to say, please, please stop thinking. It made me um, remember when I was separated and I was getting a divorce and my ex-husband and myself, we were both fighting for full custody of our children and also ownership of the house. So it was a very expensive divorce. I, I think we, we wasted away one kid's college tuition for sure. <laughs> you know, it was a very expensive divorce. And, and I couldn't even imagine what it would have been like to not be with my children regularly. And I'm sure he felt the very same thing. So instead of worrying about it and stressing about it, which I could have, I could have been, drove myself crazy, um, you know, thinking about losing custody of the kids. I just chose not to think about it. I just absolutely refused. I just focused on things that made me happy. Of course, I did what my lawyers told me to do and, you know, showed up for all the things I needed to do. But I didn't think about it. And I, I think that's where we get in a lot of trouble is that we overanalyze, we overprocess, and we tend to think the worst. And I, I think that if you can't think the best about something, then please, please, please just stop thinking. Have you ever tried that, Eric, where you just don't think about the situation? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me you might need to work on that a little bit, do you think? It's entirely possible. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's certainly been times where I've benefited from distraction. Mm-hmm. You right. Know, where, you know, you can't think about something if you're thinking about something else. Right. Right. So. So, and that's a great way to, is the alternative. Can you think about something else that's less scary or mm-hmm. challenging? And and really in the end, when we did get divorced, I did get full custody of the kids. Um, however, he was given visitation from like Thursday through Monday every other week, mm-hmm. you know, which is really nice. He, he The kids only went um, there every other weekend, um, his choice for whatever reason. But it, it, it ultimately ended out in a way that I think would have been benefited both of us and would have worked both in our worlds. And Mm -hmm. I think that's why another reason why you don't want to think about it, because if you're overthinking and analyzing it, you're putting a lot of energy into making it the way you think it's supposed to be versus letting it go and allowing the universe to make it as uh, creative and flexible and what is in the best interest of everyone involved. 
So, yeah, not thinking. It's kind of like just say no to drugs, just say no to thoughts. Just stay away from them, please. <laughs> well, clearly they got to do some thinking about well, some stuff all the time. I mean, otherwise, you know, yeah. we wouldn't be people, would we? We'd be just vegetables. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's true. I mean, I, I know. And you're we, talking about something specific if it's really troubling you or. I think humans think far, far too much. When I look mm-hmm. at the brain, I see it as a conservation organ. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need a lot of energy. And when we look at the whole body, if we were to imagine how much energy the body needs, let's say that every day, Eric, when you wake up, if you've slept well and you, you're eating well, let's say that every day you can take in 100 points of energy. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. Okay. And m- what most humans do is they run about 80 points of that 100% of energy in their brain. Mm-hmm. Yet we have many, many more organs below the neck, right? You've got a pancreas, the liver, kidneys, reproductive organs, a heart, lungs. Mm-hmm. And so that means your body is getting about 20% of vital life force energy. When your brain's a conservation organ, it only needs 10 to 20% of your daily allotted energy. Hmm. So when we overthink and we overprocess, then we shut out information like intuition and insight and we get out of the flow. We miss the vital answers that can propel us to a resolution of anything in our life. And and we get all caught up in trying to decipher it from linear facets, which are very limiting. Yeah. So, and as I'm talking to you, you should see you're dumping all this energy out of your brain and you're putting it below your neck. It's quite adorable. <laughs> really? You're like, oh, the liver needs more. Give more to that liver, which is really quite nice. So yeah, I, I think people could think far less and have better lives but, and not be a vegetable. But let me just challenge yeah. you just a little no, bit I here, if you it. don't mind. Yeah. We, we wouldn't have, uh, if people weren't doing a lot of thinking though, we wouldn't have things like, I don't know, like the space program or, or the technology that we have. Clearly, all this stuff is really well thought out. So mm-hmm. if the scientists hadn't been thinking, then we wouldn't have the advances that we have. So Yeah, I think the brain works 10 times better with less energy, literally. Huh. And I think one of the things that we wouldn't have if we were really not overthinking and overanalyzing over process, we wouldn't have nuclear power plants because mm. we would allow guidance and awareness and common sense and wisdom to come mm. in so that we wouldn't have a problem like we're having in Japan right now. I mean, our whole planet is littered with nuclear power plants and we don't even know how to contain the uranium yeah. for its half-life, right? True enough. So, yeah, so the, the brain works 10 times better with less energy. So you'll you'll think better. You'll have... You'll be a part of the collective consciousness rather than the ego's fearful state that's very limiting. And mm-hmm. through the collective consciousness, then we can make profound decisions that positively affect us now and centuries to come. Hmm. Yeah, that was a great question. Thank you. You were very, very helpful. Yeah. Thanks. So I noticed uh, that we could answer a phone call. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to overthink this, but uh, we, we've got some <laughs> lines open right now. So I want to let people know that those lines are open so that they can call in at 425 425- Three seven three five five two seven. That's four two five three seven three five five two seven. Or toll free eight seven seven eight two five eight eight two eight. That's eight seven seven eight two five eight eight two eight. And Nancy uh, was kind enough to give us a call. So if you're ready, we'll talk yeah, to I'm ready. Nancy yes. in Seattle. Great. Fantastic. Hi, Nancy. How are you? I'm good. Good. What can I do for you today? Um. I'm at a big transition point in my life. Mm-hmm. I've been a caretaker to my father over the last three and a half years of his life, and he passed away last week. Oh, I'm sorry, by the way. Yeah. 
he was nearly 90, so wow. a, a long, blessed life. Um, and now I have some freedom that I haven't had in quite a while to make a transition in my own life. Um, and I also am a little concerned because through the end of my mother's life three years ago and through my father's remaining years, there was a lot of contention in our family. Mm-hmm. And I'm concerned about that, too, mm-hmm. uh, that it would go on or that it would heal itself. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm at. Well, you know, it's interesting when I look at this transition that you're fully aware of, right? It's It kind of scares you to death, actually. You know, you've yeah. been taking care of family, being very responsible, of course, and nurturing your elderly, elder members of your family, and it's it's been your whole life. And so now you actually have an opportunity to have a life for you and no one else. And, mm-hmm. and I, I, think, yeah, I think it scares the crud out of you. Regarding, uh-huh. it does. It scares the heck out of you. Yes, so. Yeah. So my plan is to give you some tools to help you be less fearful so that you can find direction and find a path for you that is fulfilling for you as an individual, not as a caretaker or any other definition that you may come across in the next 20 minutes. Because there's Uh a part of you is like, okay, now what, now who do I take care of? Really? There's another, there's a part of you like looking for the next sick person to take care of. It's quite cute. Um, But also about your family. I'm I'm really sorry, and and I I'm I already apologized, but I'm going to apologize even energetically apologizing. Your family is difficult, and uh-huh. and they kind of suck. I'm really sorry to say that. I truly am. I and I don't mean disrespect. I'm just looking at the dynamics Correct. of your family, and mm-hmm. I don't see it improving. I don't see it getting better. I I think that the improvement that you're seeking will occur as you pull away. I just don't think that these people are going to come together and be fair and reasonable with each other. They're all very quite independent, very strong-willed and and stubborn and selfish. Uh Uh So I just, I don't think that, and, and so I'm saying, let's not encourage the chaos. They can have all the chaos they want and craziness that they want, but you don't have to be a part of it. Good. You know, you know, and I think that, you know, regarding estates, I think everyone's going to be fair because hopefully your father was clear in his will or whatever's left isn't enough to fight over or whatever the deal is so that, you know, things can be done succinctly. He was clear. Good. Wonderful. Wonderful. Great. So, you know, we're going to avoid, even though your siblings are going to try to make that dramatic too and crazy, it's been written, it's clear, it's done, and it will be divided as your father uh, said it would because that's how I see it happening. So you Good. just don't have to be involved with your family. Excellent. Yay! So so notice I'm saying these things and it, you like it, right? I do. Great. So now all you have to do is deal with guilt. You run. You have a very strong nurturing aspect of yourself, but you actually run more masculine energy than feminine energy in your body. Although I do believe that men are the better nurturers. Eric and I can talk about that at some point. <laughs> Seriously. Um, and, and so men have a tendency to carry guilt in their body. They always feel responsible. They want to take care of everything. They're the fixers. And so that's what you need to work on is this feeling of guilt. That's what keeps you in the nurturing. That's keeps you trying to be the peacemaker of your crazy family. Sorry, but that's how I feel about uh-huh. it. And um, so the tool that I think will work for you is to put to lay down for like 10 minutes every single day. And of course, you could do it the way you want to. But this is my suggestion. Mm -hmm. You put your hand on your lower abdomen 
and you repeat a phrase out loud or silently for 10 minutes while you kind of concentrate on the lower abdominal area because that's where the guilt is. Okay. And, and the phrase is, I have always done the very best I could in every situation of my life with what, okay. I, with what I knew at the time. Good. Okay, and, and so then you're going to heal the guilt so that you'll let yourself have freedom and pleasure and passion without taking care of everybody. That's great. Thank okay. you, Marie. You're welcome. Your father is very happy on the other side. He sends you oh, hugs good. and kisses and red bouquet roses, bouquets of red roses. He um, says that you were an angel for him, and he said he was difficult at times, too. And he apologizes for that, which you were fine with that. Uh, you know, you, yeah. yeah, you were ter- perfectly fine with that. And he just he's grateful that you allowed him to be where he needed to be um, and that you were with him when he died. He's just thanking you, Thank you. very, 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 very much. And I thank him, too. <laughs> he knows. He's heard your thoughts and your heart, and he's just grateful that you let him be him for as long as he needed to be where he wanted to be. So thank, thank you, you very so much. much. You're thank welcome. You, Marie. Have a wonderful day. So we're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, and we'll be right back. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. There's an exciting new Astrology Hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. and visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there are a variety of ways to find out. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each quarter, she writes an in-depth article and responds to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. Also, be sure to check out Marie's website in January. The class schedule for 2011 will be posted along with a complete website makeover. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. No other station brings you this much variety. Welcome to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle where energy and medicine meet. It's boot camp for the Soul Tuesday. And we had a fun conversation talking about just don't think. Yeah. And and it's okay. You won't be a vegetable. Well, that's that's the uh, challenge number six. Marie challenge number six is don't overthink. I think. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Please don't overthink. Please, please, please. And when, when I was um, doing a reading for our last caller, I said that I think men are the better nurturers. That's that's interesting because 
society mm-hmm. uh, would uh, probably lean towards saying women were the better nurturers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, probably most women would say, <laughs> yeah. say that. So uh, how do you explain that perspective, if you would? Well, most people in their body, energy runs on their muscles. Mm-hmm. And men have more muscle mass than women. So they can actually move more energy than we can. And uh, so that's, in my mind, when I look at energy medicine, that's why the men are the better nurturers. Hmm. Part of the problem is that women haven't let men nurture. I mean, when I look at, you know, when I was growing up, my dad wasn't allowed to change a diaper. And, but mm-hmm. my, my mom complained about it, you know, and she cooked all the meals, but he wasn't really allowed in the kitchen. <laughs> you know? And we're starting to iron that out now because men and women have careers and mm-hmm. everybody wants a wife. No one really wants to be the wife anymore. So we're letting men help us more. And they mm-hmm. love it. You know, some men are choosing to stay home with their kids and women are choosing to be the breadwinners for a period of time. And, and so, you know, we need to let men nurture. Um, I think it's good for women. It allows them to be stronger and independent and allows men to feel like they're a part of the family unit. Yeah. So that's, that, that's my take on it anyway. Hmm. All right. Cool. <laughs> well, so, we yes. can see what some of our callers think about yeah. that. Um, shall we go back to the yeah, phones and great. talk to Melissa in Redmond now? Hi, Melissa. How are you? I'm doing great, Marie. How are you? I am fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So what can I do for you? Well, I feel like I'm on, I'm always trying to make a change. I'm not that I've made a change, but I feel like I need to make a change mm-hmm. around career and potentially even physical location. My husband and I are contemplating an actual physical move, but we're always thinking too much <laughs> <laughs> around everything you know, that the impact that would have to everything else and mm-hmm. our really well-balanced but super busy life. And I'm just curious if this is a good time for me to make a big change or or what you're seeing for me now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure this is the right time for you to make a big change. However, I think the change is more internal. I, I, you love things to shift. You you want to keep growing on your path. You're dedicated to it. And for you, a lot of the the change is through physicality, you know, whether it's within your body or moving location, that's how you've created or how you feel that you evolve. But I think the next thing for you to do is to feel the change. So, so when you're making a decision, it needs, you need to feel like super, super excited, you know, like you won the lottery before you move or make a career change. You want to go based on a feeling, not those overthinking thought processes that this is the best decision I could ever make. You know, when I left nursing, the friends that I had at the time thought I was crazy. I had a brand, you know, I was newly single. I had full custody of my kids, which I fought for and a mortgage that I had to pay all by myself. And, um, I wasn't that busy initially when my career started and my friends thought I was insane and then I should go back to the hospital and sell my house and downsize to a townhouse, which of course, logically, that was a great idea. Right. Right. Logic is good. I'm good at that. Right. (laughs) And so, so that's good because you want to survive on earth and, and have good food and money in your bank account and gas in your car. These are the parts of the brain, the linear parts that are helpful for us, but those parts can't tell you what who to marry, what to do for a living, or what's going to bring you passion. Your feelings do that. And my feelings at the time, every time I thought about going back to be a nurse, I got sick to my stomach. I did not want to do it. Every time I thought about sitting in my house, in my office, laying hands on people, I felt like I'd won the lottery. Okay. And as it turns out, I kind of sort of did. You know, I really love my life. I'm very happy. And I get to talk to you, who I don't think I've met before. I don't know. 
and um, offer some guidance that could help you potentially change your life. So you need to start feeling back to the second chakra in the pelvis. That's where your emotions are for you. And that's where you need to start making decisions about what makes you happy. And the first step in that is just spending time in that part of the body throughout the day and asking yourself, what am I feeling? What am I feeling? Am I happy? Am I sad? Am I hungry? What am I feeling? Just your feelings for you. And then I think you'll be able to start to connect to, oh, that makes me happy. And don't try to analyze it. Just start connecting and participating with the things that bring happiness to you. Because that means something. Your soul's communicating to you through your feelings. Okay, that that makes sense. Thank you. You're welcome. So don't move yet. (laughs) Feel your feelings. And then if a place comes up and you're over the moon and feel like you won the lottery just thinking about it, that's a good sign to move. Okay. And I guess for me then, so around career, not a physical move, but career, if... I'm feeling and checking in. It's like, can you find the space to know what that next thing is? If your if your time is consumed with the, what you have to do yeah. in your current situation, well, know I, what I'm- I already know that you, whatever your career is, although you're good at it and it's a good job, I know those two yeah. things about it. I know it's not your passion. And oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. You know it. <laughs> so you do need to make a career change. And I wouldn't make one until you feel like you won the figure lottery. Okay. And don't okay. figure it out. Feel okay. that you won the lottery. It's different okay. than figuring it out. You want to just stay with the feelings. Because I didn't know anything about energy medicine before I started to have multisensory experiences. I would have never figured out to be an energy worker. Right. I felt right. my way to my career. Okay. 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 And All you, right. you can do it. You can do All right. it. All right. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. You're welcome. Have a good day. Feel your feelings. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Let's talk to Karen in Seattle now. Hi, Karen. How are you? I am great. And I have to say, I love the timeliness. Every time I turn into your show, today it was about overthinking, and I am in an overthinking overdrive, which I don't. I like to think I don't always get there. I really try to think about how to let go of the how, which I've heard you talk about mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. and allow spirit to surprise me. But I am just like in an overthink funk right now. And <laughs> um, and it's not a bad thing because it's all because of some, I think, choices that are opening up yeah. again in my life. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I struggle with that. Well, I love what you said, that there's good stuff happening. There's choices. There's opportunity. And you also want to have the energy feed these new choices and opportunities and overthinking them reduces your energy system, remember? And then you get tired and then it's hard to be proactive in these new choices because you have to recover from overthinking. Well, like in what you were talking with the last call, that was so perfect for me as well as, you know, I, I really do try and pay attention to thoughts and feelings, I think, but I pay more attention to the thought and I think I need to dive more into the the, the feeling, feeling yeah. that win the lottery kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Good, good, good. But, so yes. I'm going to become an empty nester um, by next fall, and I've already started to think about, you know, I have a lot of choices, and I'm thinking about possibly moving and where to go. And then I have a fairly new relationship in my life that feels really, really good. But I, just this last couple of weeks, I'm starting to put some doubts in there, and, and it I don't know if I'm self-sabotaging or if I'm just doing some overthinking and just kind of assessing things. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. 
Well, what I'm picking up on, and congratulations on successfully raising your brood and letting them fly the nest. <laughs> and they're doing so great. It yeah. is fun to watch. It's really beautiful. And it's, I can tell you, because I get to be home alone 85% of the time, and I love it. Yeah. And things, absolutely and you don't have to it. pick things up off the floor. Things are well, <laughs> well, what you will find out is that, well, at least I did, I found out that I'm a whole lot messier than I realized. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that much. But um, I love what you're thinking. You're thinking, God, I could go live in Fiji. I could go live in Spain. I could live anywhere on the planet. And this, this uh-huh. is true. And I want you to let that those thoughts continue. That's freedom. That's opening. And then, of course, then you let your linear mind come in and go, oh, but what about my relationship? And then you start to judge and analyze your relationship. Just be in the flow. Pretend like you're 20 and you're about to go off to college and that you could live anywhere in the world. Don't worry about the relationship. I agree. I mean, if if there, if this relationship isn't good for you at some point, you're going to realize it. But right now, I think it's very good for you. It has been wonderful. It has opened up my sense of fun. And what was really funny is when you and Deborah did the astrology joint workshop last summer, that was one thing that came up in my charts. And I, at first I thought, well, fun doesn't sound very uh, serious <laughs> and grown up. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you, it was about two weeks after that that I met this fellow. And we have, oh, we have fun factor t- exponentially. I mean, it's been amazing. So that's a really good sign in relationship, laughter and ease and fun. And if you're meant to go live in Spain, then both of you, if you're meant to be in a relationship with him, both of you will go, oh, let's go live in Spain. So don't worry about it. That's the, sure. that's the evil. And I don't believe in evil, but I do believe that the how, what, where, when, and why of the overthinking that we do is a little evil. You know, it, just it like feels, it does. It feels like such a dark cloud sometimes. Yeah, it slows everything down. It it doesn't help us win the lottery. You know, and winning the lottery is having a happy, fulfilled, wonderful life. That's what we all want, every single one of us. So, think about Paris and Jamaica and wherever, and enjoy your relationship and don't get caught up in anything because probably you're not going to move off the continent, from what I can see. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. But but enjoy thinking about it and having fun. All right. Well, thanks so much. It's You're always, welcome. It's always fun to hear what you have to say. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. And we're going to take another break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show, and we'll be right back. The Healing from Within, supporting a healthy brain DVD, is now available for purchase. Marie and Dr. Sheila Dunn-Merritt's third DVD covers the human brain in its entirety. They describe the brain as being a universe filled with multi-sensory abilities. Learn why neurotransmitters and serotonin levels can affect your mood. Gain knowledge about what vitamins and minerals are imperative to healthy aging. Exercises and meditations are included. If you haven't picked up your copy of the first two DVDs on detoxification or heart health, they're available online at www.energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. The Gary Mance Show, it's the home of mastery and mystery. Manson Mitchell welcomes the transformational superstar from the movie What the Bleep, Dr. Joe Dispenza, 10 a.m. Saturday. Heidi Harrison follows at 11 a.m to discuss the psychic connection of twins and their special relationship. Then Joe Rombolo, the Sage of St. Louis, is back with ideas on how to achieve a spring cleaning for your soul. That's Manson Mitchell in the morning, Saturday at 10, followed by the Gary Mance Show at 11 a.m. Pacific. Open your ears, open your heart, open your mind. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. And 
welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle where energy and medicine meet and boot camp for the soul. And just a reminder, my all day long, my first all day long spirit guide workshop that I've ever taught. I've done two hour classes, but this is all day long and we still have space available. It's coming up on March 26th. I'm very excited. And I think I'm like 98% sure that my website, my new website is going to go live tomorrow. I don't know. Alyssa gave me a little shrug, but I think I'm 98. I thought she was giving you the thumbs up. Oh, was she giving me the thumbs up? Okay. She needs a thumbs up. Yeah. So the the website, she's the person who talks to the web developers all day long while I'm in my room toning and, uh, you know, talking to dead people. So, um, so yeah. So that's very exciting. And, of course, another exciting news is that uh, the title of my book has been decided. Yay. Mm. Intuitive Medicine. All right. So we're very excited about that and thrilled and grateful. And, of course, it will be released next year. But um, we have a title. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and then. And um, next Thursday, or this Thursday, actually, I'm interviewing Marcy Shmurnoff, Shmurnoff, excuse me, Marcy, Love for No Reason, Seven Steps to Creating a Life of Unconditional Love. So that is going to be so much fun. I'm looking forward to that interview. I already can tell I love her energy. So she's a New York Times bestselling author of Happy for No Reason. And you have a question that was written into the website. Yes, this one comes from Lisa. She says, hi, Marie. I've been feeling very grouchy and short-tempered since the end of January. I first noticed it before my menstrual cycle in the fall, but now it seems to last all month long. Again, this is from Lisa, not from me. <laughs> yeah. <I> re- Eric <laughs> loves to read these questions. <laughs> yeah. Me and my menstrual cycle. Anyway, <laughs> I recently started a new job. I became a single parent in November, but I had a great December and January. I've had lower back pain since November, which you said often comes from a compromise of one's will, and I thought it was the part-time job I had at the time, but I left that job for a great one, and I still have the back pain. Mm. Can't seem to figure out what I'm compromising. Are you able to see a little of what this could be? Could the lower back pain and bad mood be connected? My feeling is yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not intuitive or anything. You are. uh, Everyone is. You absolutely are. I really need to figure this out because I've been very short-tempered with my son, and I don't want to waste any of the little time we have together each day being in a bad mood. Any advice you can ha- uh, you can offer is appreciated. Thanks, Lisa. What a great mom. What a lovely mom. Because, you know, we can't be perfect all the time as parents. I mean, True enough. yeah, I've said things to my kids and they repeated it back to me. I'm like, wow, I said that. Yikes. And she's doing the best she can <laughs> she to nurture. Is. I mean, after all, she's just a woman. So <laughs> <laughs> She's a human being. Right? That's right. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> we, she's, not, get, she's not a man. We're going to get phone calls on that so one, she... Eric. Yeah, no, just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, the lower back, which is where she's having her back pain, Mm -hmm. it governs um, our will, the whole spine does, and it governs relationships, career, money, and creativity. So she changed careers. She loves it. She's still grouchy. I don't know what her relationship status is. What I am kind of getting is that she could be a little too bossy in her life. Mm. Like um, maybe she's forcing her will, which, you know, that's kind of the reverse compromise in a way. Instead of giving her will away, she could be forcing her will. So perhaps she needs to reevaluate if she feels like she has to take care of everybody and tell them what to do versus let people have mistakes or her version of mistakes and let them figure it out on their own. So maybe if she can try that, we can see if that helps with the lower back pain. But it looks energetic. Hmm. And so you're right, the grunt grumpiness would not help that lower back. Yeah, you're right. Right. Oh, and vice versa. The lower back pain probably feeds into the grouchiness, like she says. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens with this next um, attempt to shift the energy in her back. 
All right, very good. Great. Well, now we've got more callers. We've got Melinda on the line calling from Redmond. Hi, Melinda. How are you? Hi, I'm fine and um, really excited to talk to you. Thank you. What can I do for you? Well, um, I feel like I'm kind of at a crossroads in my life. And, you know, it seems like after age 40, all the things that you haven't done in your life yet, it kind of hits you over the head and you feel like, you know, time's running out and I got to make some <laughs> big decisions. And, and um, you know, I kind of accepted a status quo and maybe a bad marriage with a very controlling spouse. And that, you know, I don't know why I tolerated that, but I did. And I think now I'm at the point in my life where I just can't accept that. And when I know I can't speak my truth and it's probably being represented in my you know, I have GI troubles, mm-hmm. you know, um, autoimmune Crohn's disease. Right. And, right. and so, and you know, I, I would like to break free and, you know, set out on my own. Um, but I have, you know, younger boys to think about. And, you know, you know, if I put aside my own wishes, everything's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I just have to, you know, decide, um, you know, and now we're looking at possibly a move out of the country for for their own growth. And um, yeah, I'm not so sure about that one. So, so so here's what I think. First of all, you've already answered your own question. Mm -hmm. And I think that when we do what makes us happy, it's good for everyone. I really believe that. I mean, you you describe your marriage as controlling and it looks like he yells is what I see. Crohn's disease. um, Interesting enough, people who choose, and then I'll come back to the Crohn's disease part. It's all connected. People who choose to be in relationship with people who are verbally abusive, which I did myself, by the way, I I was in a long-term relationship with someone who I think was verbally abusive to me and I allowed it and I chose the relationship and I stayed in it for two decades. Mm -hmm. Um, Generally, they have an inner critic. So your partner or the people you choose around to have in your life who are verbally abusive are just mirroring what you're saying internally to yourself. And that's what creates Crohn's Mm -hmm. disease or diverticulitis or irritable bowel syndrome is when people are hard on themselves and self-critical. And that's the only way they're going to allow someone to be verbally abusive to them is if they are already taking it from themselves. Mm-hmm. So the number one thing you can do to start to change this, whether that means your husband's going to get some therapy and learn to be a nicer person in the marriage and you learn, but you're not in love with him is how I feel. Sorry to your hubby, but mm-hmm. that's just how I feel, um, mm-hmm. is that it's time for you to start being kind and loving and nurturing to yourself. As much as you love those boys, you need to start talking to yourself as if you would to those darling beings in your life. You need mm-hmm. to start treating yourself with as much love and respect. Um, ultimately, I think leaving the marriage from what I can see right now, although as you start to be nurturing to yourself, all th- types of things can change. People have, you know, opportunities. Your husband could wake up and go, oh, my gosh, I haven't been very nice. Let's try again. You know, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's possible, seriously. But regardless if he does that or not, your job is to start changing your inner dialogue, dialogue so that your outer world can be the way you want it to be. And if you're going to be happier not in your marriage, your children will be too because they have to listen to whatever's going on in the house. And generally people who are verbally abusive to their spouse ultimately end up being that way to their kids too. So um, you know what I mean? Yes. And do you get any feeling for whether I should pursue my interest in natural medicine and, you know, probably not looking at an ND program, but, you know, things along that line. I Absolutely. have a special, a special key that I'm very you, much involved in. You love in it. And, it makes you happy. And you're looking for, you know, things to do if you're going to be a single person someday in the yeah. world, you know. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. I want you to pursue it. Even, so you, 
Yeah. Get a good feeling for that. Absolutely. And and you're smart. You're very smart. You're very focused. And I think yeah. you can get through the programs that you're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Well, that's encouraging. So don't look at moving out of the country right yeah, now. Yeah, it huh? doesn't feel good to me. So I can't see why, you know, like, like when I'm... When you talk about moving out of the country, I just get a tightness in my stomach. My shoulders start to contract, and I just want to go, ugh, yuck. So yeah, please yeah. don't move out of the country right now. You get to do whatever you want, of course. And, right, you know, right. But my intuition is saying, mm, nope. Yeah. Not yeah. right now. Not right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay? Good. Fantastic. Thanks for your insight. Of course. Have a wonderful day. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, let's move on to our next caller. We've got Dee on Mercer Island right now. Hi, Dee. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for taking my call. Of um, course. I absolutely love your work. I always feel like I learn a lot from listening to you, and I really appreciate everything that you share. Oh, I think your wisdom you. is really great. Thank yeah. you, Dee. That's very kind. Thank you. Um, I called in a couple of times before and you talked to me about my crown chakra Mm -hmm. and I've been working on it Mm -hmm. and I hope I'm progress. (laughs) You know, I can't, I can't say for sure what it looked like on our previous phone calls. There is still some static electricity. Um, yeah. So it's on the, it's on the right hand side of the cone where it enters your head. So on your scalp. Uh, is probably where you would maybe be able to sense it on the right-hand side to about three to four inches above your head, maybe um, a third, less than a third, maybe close to a quarter of space along the crown, you know, but on the right-hand side, more frontal lobe on the top of your head. But this is good because I'm assuming whatever was going on was more. Are you feeling, because the whole idea of the crown chakra is feeling that you are unconditionally loved by the heavens. Are you feeling more of that? Are you feeling more like you're a part of the universe and that you are valuable? I'm practicing it. I, ah. It's not easy for me, but yes, I'm really, 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 really trying. Okay. So in the future, you want to not use the word try or trying because the universe doesn't understand that word. Okay. You can use the word working. I'm working okay. at it. And um, please don't process this. To feel yeah. that you're valuable is a feeling. that you, okay. Like you're a diamond or whatever is value. Like I love diamonds and... You know, I love precious stones, so if I can imagine myself as a blue topaz, I'm like, okay, I'm pretty cool. So whatever you can imagine yourself, you know, um, if you need that type of reference, you know, then that would be a wonderful thing, something that you value inside of you. Maybe you're a beautiful riverbed or you're a majestic mountain because you love nature. Yeah. Um, right. Or maybe you're a yeah. leopard in a beautiful jungle somewhere, but start to find ways that you can kind of create metaphors that allow you to feel how priceless you are. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. And it is improving. Just so you know, I'm being told by your guides it has improved. So congratulations. Okay, I want to ask you about my guides. Um, uh-huh. I, I want to know how many I have. May I ask that question? I don't sure, want to sure, sure. And, you know, think about the um, March 26th class because we're going to talk all about that. And I'll do readings and help people talk with their guides. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, it looks like right now... Yeah, you have eight. You have eight, eight guides, which is a very, very um, lucky number. So if things haven't felt very lucky in your life, they're about to, because I don't know Yay. if this is a new guide or not for you. It feels okay. like it is. Um, okay. I think you had seven before. You had to learn how to have a spiritual practice, and now you're 
devoting yourself to that on a regular basis. And yeah. so it looks like you're moving into an eight. So it's very fortunate and just, you know, count on your luck improving. Yay. I okay. love that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Now we've got Maria on the line from Lake Stevens. Hi, Maria. How are you? Hi, Lee. Congratulations on your book. Thank you. It's going to be a wonderful title. Just the title. I just want to go out and buy it. <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> so much. To that. Thank you very great. much. What can I do for you? Um, well, I'm in, um, I had called months ago. I had broken my wrist, and mm. it's healing up beautifully now. But I have um, on the other side of me, my shoulder, It's um, it's like it's, starting to freeze up, and I've been trying to work on it with massaging with essential oils and doing really gentle exercises. I'd like to find out what what I can do to release the energy around this mm-hmm. so that I can be uh, well and um, more mobile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hate it when shoulders freeze. It's just no fun. Yeah. And it, it really is, and it's almost a little bit like they have to run their course a little bit. It's, it is like something's working through it, isn't it? It's Because it's so energetic when I look at frozen shoulders. Yeah, and I, I do, I mean, I do a lot of things. I mean, I had to overcompensate for my uh, broken wrist, so I used that uh, left side of my body more, and I don't know if there was something with that, but I feel if there's something I can do energetically to release that mm-hmm. and to gently move through it so that I can, you know, be more whole person, uh, I would really appreciate it. Well, shoulders are about burdens, mm-hmm. and so that means that you have burdens in your life, things that you are participating in that you don't need to be, that you, you don't need to be involved in. Um, in fact, when it's your right shoulder, so it's masculine energy, it's powerful. It couldn't me- mean a man, like you have burdens regarding a man. But I actually think it's more like you push yourself into the burdens. Okay. And I'm actually... Well, that's my left shoulder, so would that be... Oh, I thought you said it was your right. Well, I did have, I, I broke my wrist on the right oh. hand, but it's my left shoulder that um, I had, my, that I think I used a lot of that side mm-hmm. because I couldn't use my right side mm-hmm. when I had the broken wrist, but it's the left shoulder and, and um, I really want to release this. Uh-huh. Do you think that you are a little pushy? Um, yes, and I, I've <laughs> been working on that. I've re- I've been in situations where I could have gone my regular reactionary way, but I've pulled back mm-hmm. Okay, and, good. and not done that, you know, okay. just done something different uh-huh. so experience the difference good so along with because i keep getting even though it's your left which i'm sorry that i you know didn't uh, see that accurately i still get this sense of being pushy like you're pushing through something and i actually keep seeing a moment in my life where my youngest daughter when she entered college she decided she wanted to go to medical school and although i love medicine and i honor the profession enormously and loved my time as a nurse um i really love holistic medicine and the kids primarily seeing holistic doctors and bastier's a quarter mile from down the house i'm like be a naturopath, be an acupuncturist, you know, and I could feel myself like pushing her. She was very sweet. She looked at me and said, um, you were an oncology nurse and you turned out just fine, which I thought was uh, quite profound. And what I had to learn to do besides not push my thoughts on her about how she should lead her life and her career, like, why would I do that anyway? I also had to celebrate her decision. So along with not pushing, if you could celebrate the other person's decision or what's going on, even if you don't want that to happen or you don't think it's the best choice, if you can celebrate it, then I think, first of all, you'll drop expectations, which is really going to take a lot of pressure off your shoulder. And people will then be able to move forward in their lives in their right action, which is in their best interest for them. 
So you're doing the right thing by pulling back and choosing to avoid that kind of frustration that you feel and that desire to make things the way you believe is healthier. And now I want you to celebrate the unhealthiness or what you've decided is unhealthy. Okay. And I think that will help your shoulder. All right. Okay. Thank you. That gives me a new perspective. I appreciate that. You're Thank welcome. you, Marie. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Joining us on the air now, we've got Maureen from Port Orchard. Hi, Maureen. How are you? Hi. Fine. Um, my question is about eyesight and what works our eyesight in the fact that every year I seem to need new glasses. Mm. And I'm going, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see again without glasses or contacts. Right. And um, I went for a long time without wearing I mean, a long, long time. And... Then I just needed them for a little reading, and then boom, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, far sight, near sight, any sight, <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm thinking, what, what, what can you, a person do, or what yeah. runs the eyesight, what chakra or area? Yeah, yeah, no, it's a great question. The third eye, so the sixth chakra in your brain, which is all about sight, being a multisensory person, allowing your intuition and your psychic abilities to come through, that's what governs the eyes. And your hearing and your sense of smell and taste, all of your senses are governed by the third eye. Eyesight problems are about overall, you know, in a general sense, they're about a person not seeing themselves accurately. Um, yeah, cause it's your eyesight that's failing. And so it's all about you. And I do think that if, if the United States would work on exercises for the eyes, I think we would have less problems with our eyesight. I, I truly do. Um, but we don't do that. You know, we just expect the eye to work perfectly fine and we don't exercise it. We don't work it out. And then we put things on top of it to help it change the perception of its vision. So if you can find, um, books in the library or find someone who's like a, a therapist for the eye who can teach exercises, you can probably get a fair amount of your eyesight back or, you know, have things come back to, to normal or to be improved. Well, that's interesting because I do see people, uh, sometimes even older people that never wear glasses. Right. Well, and I yeah. I find yeah. that fascinating. They're in their 70s and 80s and they never wear glasses. And then you've got know. people in their 20s that are wearing glasses. Right, right. I know. So it's about not seeing oneself accurately. So for you, that means taking a better look at who you are, asking yourself some deeper questions, excuse me, about who you are. Who am I? Hmm, who am I? Huh. That's a hard one to answer. <laughs> well, and that makes sense that it would be a hard one to answer in terms of why your eyesight has been a problem of late, because it's a hard one for you to answer. But a very valuable and important question to ask yourself. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, because that's it, because you always think you know who you are. Right. And what you want and how you are perceived and how you perceive things. But Mm -hmm. if it's deeper than that, that takes a tremendous amount of... um, Insight. Oh. (laughs) Is there a difference between being nearsighted or farsighted? I'm not really sure. I can only imagine there is, um, but I, okay. d- I don't really know for sure. But okay, because most people start out being near or far-sighted, but mm-hmm. they have glasses, <clears throat> right. glasses for reading. Right, right. I, then, ca- 
I kind of wonder. It, it has to do with um, the lens when we can't read print anymore. I believe it gets too thick is what my eye doctor has told me. Of course, I cheat. Um, I get contacts. Um, I, I need new ones where I can actually read print with my contacts. Mm-hmm. I, I call it cheating because all my friends are pulling out their eyeglasses and I don't have to when I'm reading a menu at a restaurant. So I'm always grateful. Um, however, um, I, I think that the reason why it happens at this particular time in our lives to men and women equally is because it's another opportunity for us to see ourselves even more clearly. You know, our children are usually gone out of the house. You know, we've worked in a particular profession for a period of time. We may be more stable in our lives. And it's another opportunity to go inward and reevaluate who we are. Well, that takes a lot of work. We also feel it could be hypnotized and well, come up with the answer. The fact but... that you're so interested in it, I mean, because I can feel you being drawn to it. You're scared to actually ask that question of yourself. But I can feel you being drawn to it. So I think you're going to get a lot out of looking at that. I think you're going to be very happy and uh, surprised. And, of course, um, it'll be magical for you. So go have some fun asking yourself, who am I? Well, that's a good question because then it's something to work on. Yeah, or not. Something to enjoy, something to learn, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a great Mm -hmm. day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Our last caller for today is Renee calling from Bellevue. Hi, Renee. How are you? Hi, Marie. I'm well. Guess what I've been doing? I don't know. What? Thinking too much. <laughs> In fact, I think I may be thinking my guides away. Um, yeah. point where I push my meditation out of reach a bit, and I love to meditate. So what's been happening lately is I'll get tired, and mm. I'll have to lay down, and then I'll have the most magnificent, vibrant, colorful, animated dreams. And even just for a short time, yet I don't always remember my dreams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So will you ask my guides um, what I can do to be more available to them and away from the fear of what I think I'm being told by them? Well, yeah, well, first of all, guides only communicate through love and compassion, you know, so whenever you hear a communication that doesn't sound very compassionate or loving, it's definitely not your guides. I can tell you that much. That's That's our ego, our fear, our mind, that overprocessing and thinking that tends to be fearful Mm because the ego resides in the brain and the ego is drenched in fear. Because when you think about ego um, choices, they're all fear related, you know, and we don't need to catch meat. We don't even need to procreate anymore. So, you know, we're becoming less and less dependent on our ego, at least in this part of the world. So, um, you already answered your question. Stop thinking, please, please stop thinking, get in your body so that you can have those incredible, amazing, colorful experiences when you're awake, not just when you can get your, you know, your subconscious to come through. Yes. Yeah, okay. so please stop thinking. Can you tell thinking. me quickly how many guides I have? I think you have 10. I think you have 10. And a 10 isn't a number I see very often, and it goes in numerology, which is really fun. We're going to have um, Gladys Knows Your Numbers on the show uh, coming up in the next several weeks. She's a wonderful yeah. numerologist. She's lovely. Um, number one is like new beginnings. Yes. That's you know? my. I just uh, turned 55, so oh, I've been right on that track. Happy I know birthday. That. Happy that birthday. answer. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome, and have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, looks like I lied. (laughs) (laughs) Renee wasn't our last caller. Okay. Janet in Kirkland. All right. Hi, Janet. How are you? Hello, Marie. Well, I'm great except for my question. (laughs) Yeah. What can I do for you? 
I my face is ah. uh, broken out, blotchy. I look uh-huh. rather scary to other people. <laughs> it itches. Yeah. It's come and gone a couple of times, and I don't think it's an allergy to anything. I think it's something deeper. Mm-hmm. Okay, so seven chakra governs the skin. So it's about our connection to source, spirit, God, Buddha, trees, whatever you happen to believe in. Because I haven't met a tree that doesn't feel like God to me. <laughs> you know, that's why I love the Northwest, because we have so much God around us know, all the I time. So yeah, so skin eruptions, um, you know, that is a part of it. It's about feeling disconnected, not feeling connected to source. Um, Maybe are are you being harder on yourself? Are you stressed out about yourself? Are you worried about what's going on in your life? Even good things. Like when I have good things happen in my life, it makes me a little nervous. You know, I mean, you know, it's, it's a stressor, you know, I mean, I'm grateful I'm going to be a published author, but that's a whole nother part of my life. I know. I love the title of your book, by the way. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. So is, is there good stuff happening that's creating stress, stress in your life? No, it's kind of been about the same. It's been about the same, but you still yeah. have a rash. It looks, um, it looks like um, contact dermatitis, actually. It could even be rosacea, but it's, it's kind of swollen when I look at your skin. Is that true? Is it uh, kind of... Not swollen, but it's itch, it, it flakes off. And, I mean, when it, when it, as it heals, it's, it flakes off, and then it comes back again in a few days. When you itch it, does it, does it, get, does it raise? No. Huh, because I keep seeing swelling. I wonder what the swelling means. So here's what I'm going to have you do to move your lymphatic system, because I keep seeing swelling, so we want to move fluids. Um, This is a simple exercise. I learned it from a a cardiologist who gave a talk at Bastyr University, Dr. Sinatra. I love his name. So you're going to stand up, and you're going to put your hands on next to your the sides of your body, so your your hands are going to be along your thighs, mm-hmm. and then you're going to swing your hands in front and back of you. And when they come up towards the front, they're going to come up to the eye level, but no higher than that. And then you can swing them as far as high as you want to in the back, and you just let your arms freely swing. And this will you'll actually feel like a letdown um, in the chest where the lymph nodes are in the thoracic area, and then it will start to move lymph fluid through your entire body. Okay, two hundred okay. swings a day. 200. Yeah, 200 swings a day. And I do want you to think about yourself. If you're like a tree, in other words, if you're God, which I believe everyone is, by the way, Mm. if you're God, a part of God, you know, we're all irreplaceable parts of creation, then what else do you need to know about yourself? What, What else is there to you if you are this magnificent being, which I believe we all are, then, um, who are you in the world? What are you? Mm. Okay. Because your skin's connected to that. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. And don't itch it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, I have totally had a blast here on Tuesday Boot Camp for the Soul. And the challenge, don't think we might just keep that for another week, that challenge. I know. I, I think we could talk about longer. What do you think? Don't overthink it too much. <laughs> okay. If, if, if it I'm feels with you. right, we'll do it. All right. We're going to do it next week. Thank you, everyone, for joining the show. As always, joyful blessings. And I'm thrilled for Marcy Shim. Off. I'm hopefully I'm saying her name correctly. Yeah, so Shimoff. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. She will be on the show on Thursday. Until then, joyful blessings. Bye bye.